My friends, welcome to another week. Uh, I fear that we are fooling ourselves if we believe that the televised hearings of the January 6th committee are changing the direction of the Republican Party, or that the hearings will end the attempted coup Trump launched immediately after the 2020 election. The GOP is becoming ever more divorced from reality, and Trump's attempted coup continues unabated. The first three hearings of the House January 6th committee demolished the myths of voter fraud repeatedly and incessantly stated by Trump and his supporters and amplified by Republicans in Congress, a parade of Republican witnesses, including his Attorney General William Barr, Ivanka Trump, and his own campaign lawyers, testified that they knew Trump lost the election and told him so. Trump was also informed that the demands he was making of his vice president, Mike Pence, to block his defeat were illegal. Yet, the Republican responses to those hearings has ranged from indifference to hostility. Representative Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader of the House, wrote recently on Twitter that the members of the committee will not stop lying about their political opponents, and he called the committee despicable. On Friday, speaking at the Faith and Freedom Coalition Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, Trump repeated his big lie, as if the hearings never happened. He also berated Pence, charging once again that his former vice president, quote, did not have the courage to act in trying to unilaterally reject the Electoral College votes that were being cast for Joseph Biden. Why aren't the hearings slowing the big lie or Trump's continuing attempted coup? Well, there are three reasons. First, because the lie is now fully entrenched in the Republican Party. It has become such a central tenet of GOP dogma that it is now the vehicle by which Republican candidates signal their fealty both to Trump and to a broad range of grievances, some imaginary, some derived from the so-called cultural wars, that now constitute the Republican brand. So far, at least 108 Republican candidates who embrace the big lie have won their nominations or advanced to runoffs. And there's no sign that the hearings have reduced the intensity of their demagoguery. Voters have chosen eight big lie candidates for the United States Senate, 86 big lie candidates for the House, five big lie candidates for governor, four for state attorneys general, and one for secretary of state. Republican nominees for governor in Pennsylvania, secretary of state in Nevada, Senate in Nevada, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina, and attorney general in Texas have all embraced the big lie several tried to overturn the 2020 election already. In Michigan, the Republican race to challenge Governor Gretchen Whitmer is led by Ryan Kelly, a real estate broker who was arrested this month and charged with participating in the January 6th assault on the Capitol. Republican nominee for Michigan Attorney General Matthew DiPerno led a November 2020 lawsuit over an election night tabulation error in Antrim County that Trump supporters have seized on in their efforts to perpetuate unfounded claims of fraud. DiPerno has promised to lead criminal investigations of alleged fraud in 2020, despite the conclusion by Republican state senators that his allegations are demonstrably false. Secretary of State nominee Christina Caramo served as an observer in Detroit during the 2020 absentee ballot count 
and she claimed without evidence that she had witnessed fraud. In Arizona, the leading Republican candidate for governor, Carrie Lake, has made the stolen election claims central to her campaign. Mark Fincham, a candidate for secretary of state in that state of Arizona, was at the front steps of the Capitol on January 6th. And Blake Masters, who aims to challenge incumbent Democrat Senator Mark Kelly, says without evidence that one-third of the people outside the Capitol complex on January 6th were actual FBI agents. In Pennsylvania, Republican Senate candidate J.D. Vance has embraced the big lie. Gubernatorial nominee Doug Mastriano has also embraced it and has asserted that the Republican-controlled legislature should have the right to take control of the all-important choice over which presidential electors to send to Washington. Big line nominees for statewide office in swing states also include Herschel Walker for Senate and Burt Jones for Lieutenant Governor in Georgia. The second reason the hearings have not affected the Republican Party and are unlikely to is that big lie candidates don't feel they have to respond to the findings of the committee. They're running in districts or states that lean Republican, most of whose voters have dismissed or are not paying attention to the committee hearings. Remember that the 2020 election was mainly about Donald Trump. He were either for him or against him. Districts and states that voted largely for him in 2020 do not seem to have changed their minds. The cognitive dissonance required to shift their minds from believing in Trump and his alleged conspiracy to accepting the reality of what occurred is simply too formidable. Because these districts or states lean Republican, these big lie candidates are likely to win the offices they are seeking notwithstanding. In an open primary, in a safely Republican Georgia district, for example, all nine candidates questioned the 2020 results. Of the two candidates who advanced to June's runoff in Georgia, lawyer Jake Evans touted his past efforts to overturn elections, while physician Rich McCormick emphasized that he refused to concede in a 2018 race. Trump's attempted coup continues to poison the groundwaters of American democracy. Many of these Republican big lie candidates will hold positions with the power to interfere in the outcomes of future contests, to block the certification of election results, to change the rules around the awarding of their state's electoral votes, or to acquiesce to litigation attempting to set aside the popular vote. The third reason the hearings are not affecting the trajectory of the Republican Party is that the GOP's biggest backer, backers, such as billionaire Peter Thiel, who has donated tens of millions of dollars to the campaigns of big lie candidates J.D. Vance and Blake Masters, show no signs of reducing their backing in light of the committee's findings. I find this particularly disgraceful. It's shameful enough that Republican lawmakers and candidates have embraced the big lie, for the utterly cynical purpose of gaining or remaining in power, for the GOP's billionaire funders to embrace it as well, presumably for no other purpose than to destabilize American democracy, can only be described as traitors. In a closing statement before the January 6th committee, former appeals court judge J. Michael Luttig 
one of the most conservative judges in the federal system, whom George W. Bush passed over for the Supreme Court because Bush thought him too conservative, called Trump and his allies and supporters, quote, a clear and present danger to American democracy. There was, this was not just because of what happened on January 6th, said the judge, but because they still, quote, pledge that in the presidential election of 2024, if the former president or his anointed successor as the Republican Party presidential candidate were to lose that election, that they would attempt to overturn that 2024 election in the same way that they attempted to overturn the 2020 election, unquote. If it does not divest itself of the big lie and embrace the truth of what the January 6th committee is revealing, the Republican Party will no longer have the moral authority to function as one of America's two governing parties.